Hey guys, welcome to the Short Term Show special episode series on one of my favorite markets of all time, the Texas Hill Country, Hook'em Horns. So guys, we're gonna do a 10 episode deep dive on investing in the Texas Hill Country. And we got 10 episodes here, I just said that, but make sure you hit that subscribe button because we are gonna do a quarterly update that you don't wanna miss, you guessed it, every quarter. And we do have some supplementary materials for y'all in addition to the content on this podcast. We've got those over at our website, theshorttermshop.com. So if you wanna know anything about purchase prices of properties in these markets, or we've got all of the income data, thanks to our friends over at AirDNA. And we've got all of that for you again at theshorttermshop.com. If you guys wanna buy a short-term rental with a short-term shop agent in the Texas Hill Country, email us at agents at theshorttermshop.com and we will hook you up. Or if you just wanna hang out with us more and talk about short-term rentals, there's a few ways you can do that. Uh, we've got a great Facebook group, same title as my book. It's called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Or if you wanna to talk to us live on Zoom, we have a call every Thursday. You can sign up for at strquestions.com and we will catch you guys over there. Hook them Longhorns. Hey guys, welcome back to another short-term shop special episode market specific series. We are on episode one of the next market that I would like to buy in. Uh, if you would like to email my husband, Luke, and try to convince him to uh, get on board with this because he does not want to try to set up another system in a market that we don't own in already, uh, but the Texas Hill Country. So I really love this market, really excited to do this episode series with you guys, and hopefully you guys will love it as much as I do. So I have a special cast of characters here to help me uh, describe why on earth you would want to buy in the Texas Hill Country as an investor. So first one, is Stacy Lancaster. Stacy, you want to introduce yourself really quick? Sure. I am Stacy Lancaster and I am the Texas Hill Country agent. I have lived in the Texas Hill Country for gosh, um probably 28 years now um and love it. It we visit all the small towns of the Texas Hill Country frequently and I just love everything about it. We own um three short-term rentals ourselves and love hosting. And that's how I became an agent uh, because I loved Airbnb and teaching other agents so much. Teaching other customers. Oh my Investors. <laughs> Investors so much. Sorry, I need more coffee this morning. All right. Next we have Reagan Natho. Reagan, you introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. Um, so I'm actually one of the short-term shop agents in the Smoky Mountains, um, but I am a native Texan and personally just love the Texas Hill Country. Um, so I'm definitely happy to kind of give my insight as a, um, um, sorry, as a um, Texas resident and why as Texans, we love to vacation in the whole country. Um, so that's kind of why I'm here. And you're a short-term rental investor as well. Don't forget. Oh, yes. that. <laughs> I don't, I don't own any in the hill country, but like, um, Avery said, that's definitely a market that, um, is definitely on my radar for the next investment. Um, I'd love to be able to have somewhere to hang out with my family that still lives in Texas and, um, just have an excuse to go enjoy the beautiful Texas hill country. Thanks Reagan. And last, we have Stephen Gilmer. Stephen, you want to introduce yourself real quick? So my name is Stephen Gilmer. I'm a real estate investor in the Texas Hill Country. Um, along with some uh, great partners of mine, we own and operate the Container Retreat 
Uh, we have two locations, one on Canyon Lake, which operates 12 uh, tiny homes, and one in High Texas, right in the middle of the, the 290 Wine Trail, and we operate 13 uh, container short-term rentals. Uh, I'm a former long-term rental investor, but uh, uh, after listening to a podcast with one uh, Avery Carl, I said, hey, I got to I got to make some changes here. And uh, so we've been doing that for about the last uh, year or so. Awesome. Well, we love long terms around here too, but short terms are much more fun. Uh, it's much more fun to shop for properties in the hill country or beach houses or lake houses than it is to shop for, you know, like 20 unit apartment buildings in Chattanooga. So it's definitely much more fun to do. Uh, well, we're happy to have all of you. And so let's just dive right into it. So why the hell would I want to buy a house in the Texas Hill Country? So I would say in Texas Hill Country is super diverse. You know, if you're looking at a map, you're looking at pretty much the entire area to the west of Austin and San Antonio, um, all the way out to like Hunt, Texas. It's a big, big area. So there's Gosh, at least 30 different small areas, small towns that all offer something different. We've got lake communities, we've got river communities, we've got wine, you know, Texas wine country. Um, like Stephen said, there's wedding venues all throughout that. So there's a lot to choose from um, as far as where to invest and the types of property that you can get is really, really diverse. So what do people do when they go to the Texas Hill Country? What are we doing? I know I'll, I'll go first, actually. I'm answering my own question. So I went to UT Austin. So I've spent a lot of time in the hill country uh, in my younger years. And I was out there floating the river, the Blanco River, every weekend. It is so fun. <laughs> and I love a good um, swimming hole. So that was in like the San Marcos and New Braunfels area, different, you know, different places, different times. But we were out there floating the river, basically all the time <laughs> in the summertime. Uh, but what else are people doing, uh, Reagan, when they go on vacation in the hill country? Yeah. So um, I have two little kids, so we love to, you know, travel as a family and get to go experience a lot of things outdoors. Um, we love to wear those kids out as much as we can. So um, they love to hike up Enchanted Rock, which is kind of like a cool hiking trail. You can go up to this beautiful overlook of the, you know, the whole area that it's kind of like a little mountain up above um, Fredericksburg. Um, I also enjoy just walking the strip in Fredericksburg. Um, there's lots of little kind of boutique shopping restaurants, kind of a place to find things you probably won't find anywhere else, like um, really homemade kind of antique or homemade toys. Like my kids love to go um, visit the little um, homemade toy shop that they have on the strip. The best part is a lot of the wineries in the area have um, shops like on the main strip and you can actually grab you a little rosé and as you're shopping, um, it's one of the few places in Texas that you can enjoy your wine while you shop um, along the little strip in the town, which is always a plus whenever um, you um, would like to have some wine and shop. But um, that's kind of what I do with the kids. Oh, and LBJ State or National Park is not far from there either. Um, which is kind of state park. What is it a state park? Okay, I think whatever. it's a state park. Yeah. It is lovely. Like we love to just drive through the ranch and the kids love to see all of the, the wildlife and stuff there. So what about, so let's talk about some of the lake areas. So Steven, tell us about um, why you chose to have your container communities where you chose. Yeah. So uh, our, uh, our first location was the one in, in high and, and actually it was our second location 
um, the first location we had didn't really work out. And this one kind of fell in our laps and it was right in the middle of several wineries. And, and I mean, we can walk, you can walk to them. And so we, you know, we're from the hill country, um, all of my partners and we just, we, that's what we do on our time off is go out and visit, um, the diversity that, that everybody mentioned all the different things. There's so many different things to, to see and do. And that's what I love. So whether you like wine or whether you want to go hiking or whether you want to go to Luchenbach and hang out and listen to music or whatever you want to do, um, it's so different than just Fredericksburg. You know, Fredericksburg is the, you know, kind of the center of it. But whether you want to be in the city or you want to be out in the country. So we just we look the reason why we selected our locations is there really wasn't there was a lack of supply. And so we know people that wanted to come from Austin or San Antonio or even Houston, Dallas, that they wanted to come visit the wineries, but they didn't want to just make a day trip. They wanted to stay the weekend. And so we wanted to provide that opportunity at a, at a more of a value price. So we found locations that would allow people to do that and, and could be in large groups. Uh, now, yeah, certainly you could go rent one house, but if you wanted to get you know a bunch of girls and, and rent, you know, do a girls weekend, you didn't have a place where everybody could stay and have their own space. Um, and then the Canyon Lake, that that one, it was funny. That just kind of fell into our lap um, unexpectedly. It was uh, uh, somebody brought it to our attention and said, hey, here's a here's a, a property on the lake. Would you be interested? So we started digging into it and found absolutely. So we're, we're we just opened that location actually uh, a few weeks ago and uh, starting to see some people, some some booking. So, I mean, both locations get over a million visitors a year. Um, and I think that was probably the most attractive part of investing in the hill country is just people want to come there because of all the different things. Uh, so that's why we selected our two locations there. So there's a lot, a lot of different types of little micro markets within the hill country. So you've got your lake market. So you've got Canyon Lake up North. You've got Horseshoe Bay. There's some other big lakes up there, like Lake LBJ, uh, some of these areas, though, are kind of, I don't want to necessarily call them suburbs because they're a little further out than what I would call a true suburb of San Antonio or Austin, but they are kind of, you know, adjacent to San Antonio and Austin. So you can get out in the country without necessarily being too cut off from, quote, civilization. So you can get into San Antonio or get into Austin relatively easy from some of these areas. And some of them are further out. So I haven't stayed in a short-term rental in Fredericksburg, but I have uh, parked their RV there for a few days. There's a really badass restaurant called Auslander in Fredericksburg. That's like my absolute favorite. And, um, but anyway, that's not where I was going with that. I just plugged a restaurant because I like to support local small businesses. Um, so there's also some other areas that are not necessarily that close to Austin or San Antonio. They're not far, but they're still kind of cities. So the city of San Marcos, so it, it has Texas state university. You can't short-term rent inside. Oh, you went to Texas state. I didn't know that. Um, you can't, I don't think you can short-term rent period any, like no questions asked inside the city limits of San Marcos, but you can outside in the County. So that's something to think about too. You've got uh, alumni, you've got football games, things like that going on. And then also we scoot over to the other side of 35 in New Braunfels, lots of riverfront. Again, there's not a ton of inventory. You're not going to be able to just get on Zillow and find a bunch of really cool riverfront properties for sale, but 
you can get riverfront over there and it's still like, you know, civilization, not, not super remote, but Stacy, what else do you have to add to like the different areas and, and what we're looking at here? Yeah. There's a ton of small areas that are close to Austin, like you said, or San Antonio, um, you know, up around Austin, you've also got like dripping Springs and Wimberley, uh, you know, Wimberley's a little bit like a, a mini Fredericksburg market where lots of wineries, lots of art festivals, um, and, and just as a big draw from people out of Austin and San Antonio, um, you know, and then closer to San Antonio, of course, you've got, um, Kerrville and Bandera. Bandera is the cowboy capital of the world. <laughs> One of the few places in, uh, in Texas where you can see a cattle drive go down the middle of the street, you know, at, at certain times of year. Um, and, and regularly see horses, you know, parked on main street. Uh, so that's kind of a cool little market too. Uh, so yeah, there's a ton, uh, and they all offer a little bit, something different. You know, you've got your wine country, you've got your, um, you know, lake, uh, and water markets, uh, like New Braunfels and San Marcos. Um, so there's a, a lot to do wedding. There's lots of wedding venues, um, all throughout the area, you know, in Dripping Springs and Fredericksburg and Comfort, uh, which attracts a lot of people as well. Yes, but as, as Texans, like a good old fashioned, you know, 200, 300 person wedding. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> in a beautiful old barn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I worked so in college, I bartended for a an events company, like a catering company. And I have been to some really cool hill country weddings where I was bartending. I was like, man, this is really cool. Um, lots of like live oak trees, which for those of you who don't know what live oak is, they're those oak trees that are like really windy and bendy. They're not just straight up and down and they look so cool. They have them on the Gulf Coast too, but um, I don't know where all they actually have them, but I really only ever remember seeing them in the hill country and on the Gulf Coast. And uh, lots of great re- wedding venues. We're going to talk about that in another episode. Actually, we do have a couple of guests who own wedding and event venues in the Hill Country that are going to come on and talk about it. Uh, so let's talk about accessibility. So I would say the vast majority of people that are coming to visit the Hill Country are Texans, probably Austin and San Antonians. I don't know if I said that right. Um, but there are two airports where you can access the Hill Country pretty easily. You can fly into Austin or you can fly into San Antonio uh, to get to different parts, you know, depending on if you're going to like the northern part of the Hill Country or the southern part. Uh, Anything else y'all want to add about accessibility or how to get there or, you know, where people are coming from? I think that Stephen had a lot of great points whenever he was explaining kind of like why they chose where they bought. Um, The drivability to these markets is, you know, all of our kind of really big vacation markets, the fact that they are drivable too makes them so popular and so easy to vacation to. Um, So I think, you know, you said San Antonio and Austin, my parents actually live like you know, south of Houston, and they still go, you know, multiple times a year. So, you know, a four hour drive through beautiful country. And um, I think that makes those markets really easy to ex- to access by native Texans. Anybody have anything else to add to that? Anybody, is anybody coming from, and this might be a question for Stephen, people coming from West Texas over, or is it mostly East Texas folks who are, who are coming into the hill country to visit? Yeah, you know, we've we've actually seen a little bit of uh, folks coming from West Texas. I actually um, grew up a little bit out there in far, far West Texas. So uh, um, we, a, a few, there's just, you know, not as many people out there, obviously. 
Uh, and so the percentage of folks that you're going to get from out there. But we've we'll seen some folks from Midland and Odessa that have uh, come into the Hill Country because, again, again, it's just a few hour drive uh, to come into uh, area. We're, we do see quite a few folks from the Houston and the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex because it's a quick, easy weekend getaway. It's enough to where they can get there easily, but they want to stay a couple of nights. So for us, it actually works out really well. Yeah, and Houston is, I think, it might have just passed Chicago as the third biggest. I know it was very definitely the fourth biggest city in the country. It might be the third now. So Houston is is no joke. And then I think Austin is like top 10 now too, which hurts my heart because it used to be so cool. And now it's like not cool anymore uh, that it's like this tech hub. But, you know, we're not here to talk about what Austin used to be back in my day. Um, I, I do love West Texas too, though. A lot of people like to talk shit about West Texas because there's nothing there, but there's some cool little towns like Alpine is cool. And Marfa is the biggest catfish in the entire world. But, uh, yeah, Steven, you like Alpine? Al- Alpine's my town. where I graduated high school. Love Alpine. Oh yeah. I love, I thought it was so cute and I do love like a deserty landscape, but I thought Marfa was a complete shithole and it was, I was catfished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like two or three hipster bloggers wrote about it and it totally caught on. And then we drove through there in the motorhome actually. And we we're like, what? Like, I, is Marfa underground? Do you is like, are there people living underground where the cool stuff is? Like, what is this? It was just kind of gross. Anyway. Um, all right. So what else? So if we're going to buy in the hill country, so what are we typically looking for? Are there areas that are more expensive, areas that are more affordable. So people who might be on a budget, but know they want to buy, because I think a lot of people get, want to buy close to home, even though they don't have to. A lot of people live in these big cities in Texas. And so they think, well, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll buy my first short-term rental in the hill country. So what are the areas that are more or less affordable in terms of, uh, of buying properties here? So I would say um, Fredericksburg is probably one of the highest priced areas. New Braunfels as well. Um, you know, if you're New Braunfels, you can only rent outside of city limits, um, but very, very hot markets and very popular markets. Fredericksburg, there's definitely still um, the market has not softened as much in Fredericksburg as it has in other places. We're definitely seeing things sit a little bit longer, but prices are still um, higher than most of our markets. Uh, but the returns are also really, really good. Canyon Lakes actually are really affordable market. Um, it, it's one of uh, the more affordable markets in the Texas Hill Country because it, it, Canyon Lakes really kind of unique in that number one, it spans a couple of different uh, communities, and you've got you know anywhere from million dollar homes to you know little homes that are just kind of all clustered together, and you may have some nice ones and may have some that, you know, need some fixing up. Um, Canyon Lakes of community. I really like just because there's, I always say there's a lot of short-term rentals, but there's not very many people who are doing it well. So there's a lot of um, opportunity to kind of set the bar and, you know, be set apart in that market. And Steve, you might have a perspective on that. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. Uh, What's funny is there's when it comes to available inventory from what we've seen is it's really clustered into those areas. If you want to own something out a little bit further, that's outside and that doesn't have the regulation and you can do whatever you want to do, then you're faced with, is there anything available? Am I going to have to build? Uh, so we're seeing a lot of folks just as, as we're traveling around that are, that are building um, 
houses, either they're at doing tiny houses or, or just cottages uh, to, to help fill that need in areas where people want to stay, but they're just not the available inventory. But yeah, I'll, I'll second you on Canyon Lake when you drive up through there. I mean, you can be like, oh, this is amazing. And then you're like, oh, I got to drive past this to get there. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. But I mean, it's a beautiful lake and people want to go there. So you're, you're spot on. If, if you do it right, um, you can be very successful there. So Canyon Lake would probably be one of the more affordable areas. And then Fredericksburg, you know, it being kind of the blue chip area of the of the hill country is going to be the highest price. Right. Yeah. And around San Marcos and Wimberland stuff, there's some affordable properties as well. Um, I'm expecting, you know, Wimberley, um, you can only do outside city limits as well. And so we're seeing kind of things that could be short-term rented. The prices are going up a little bit. Uh, on those because of uh, the regulations that recently went into place, but it's a great opportunity. I think this is a great opportunity, especially to get into Wimberley um, because the market's getting pushed out to the um, outskirts of town and people who invest now, I think will do really, really well. And we've got a couple of markets like that. Yeah. Another community that we haven't mentioned actually is where I live and that's Bernie. Um, where you can rent short term in the city limits, um, but they're also there. It's basically a, a, almost like a mini Fredericksburg. Uh, they yeah. have the same uh, hill country mile where you can walk in and out of the shops with your beer or your wine in your hand. Uh, but it's it's pricey as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good call out. And that's Bernie, not born, right? That is correct. Do not make the same mistake <laughs> that I made when I first saw the name of the town. Yeah. So guys, if you're looking at a map, you're going to think it says born, but it's pronounced Bernie. Uh, green, so keep green. that in mind. There's a little green, community the- green that's spelled. Yeah. Very yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you cannot short-term rent in green, right? Because no. green is like, a has a really old historic music oldest, hall called Green Hall. Oldest, oldest dance hall in Texas. Yeah. And I've seen some shows there and it it is really cool. I would love to go there like every night as long as everything is over before 7 p.m. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's really, really Nelson fun. there. And that was a yeah. blast. Yeah. And I've seen him at Lukenbach, which is also in the Hill yeah. Country. It's right outside Fredericksburg. But there's also um, um Whitewater Amphitheater, too, kind of close to mm-hmm. there. New Rockwell's that big. I mean, oh, Miranda Lambert plays every year. Like, so never thought about that. There's a lot of um, music, you know, right there that's a draw for people in that area. Mm-hmm. But no, nothing inside city limits in green, right? You got to go outside. Correct. Yeah. Green and New Braunfels um, both restrict short-term rentals within the city limits, but outside city limits, you can do, you know, it's wide open and there's lots of communities even close by like Seguin, um, you know, that's a 15, 20 minute drive from those areas where you can actually get lakefront property. Um, so there's still opportunities for sure. And so would you call the hill country as a whole, and I'm sure it's different within each of the micro markets, would you call it as a whole, like an emerging short-term rental market? So what I mean by that is if you're looking at, say you've got a list of 10 properties that are in your price range that you might want to buy, are most of them going to be existing short-term rentals? Or are you having to convert most of them? So it depends. In Fredericksburg, I would say the majority of them are going to be short-term rentals. Um, in Canyon Lake, probably about 50-50. And then some of our other markets, they're most likely not going to be short-term rentals. Okay. So this is a market, guys, that if you're buying a little off the beaten path, maybe it's a great property, good deal, that you're 
probably going to have to furnish it from scratch. So this isn't a market where pretty much everything comes furnished. So keep that in mind when you're running your pro formas and your expenses that not everything is going to be an existing short-term rental, like some of our other markets that we deal with. Um, let's talk about property types now. So obviously there's single family homes. Are there condos in the hill country or they don't really exist? Not really. Yeah. Um, there's a few condo complexes in Canyon Lake, but they're, that's really kind of not the norm. Gotcha. So you're looking mostly at single family homes. So Stephen, you've got some unique stays. Are there a lot of those or are you kind of the at the forefront early adopter of unique properties in that market? Um, I wouldn't say there's a lot of them, but there are a few. Um, so there's there's a handful of us that are in the general area that have focused on this type of uh, either a container home or a tiny home or small cottages. Um, there are more popping up where you have groups of them together. Uh, and I think that uh, as you go and, and look at the development that's happening, it's more of that type of property as opposed to just a single family home. Um, one of the things that we've noticed is when it comes to occupancy, it's a it's a heavy weekend type of occupancy. Um, so we might get some three night stays and some midweek stays here and there. Uh, but the majority of the stays that we're seeing are, are on the weekend because it is so close to these other markets. So you have to keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Big weekend market, big. Are you, would you say that you're mostly year round or are you pretty seasonal? I mean, cause if you're mostly weekends, like I could see how it could go either way. What do you see? Yeah. So what we've seen so far um, is it, it's relatively year round. I mean, we, we experienced a slower season in January and February. Uh, we opened in August. So we saw some pretty strong September through the rest of the end of the year through December. And then slow and then spring break march was just ridiculous um it was crazy uh, april's been solid and then i don't i'm not sure what the summer's going to bring but i what i forecast is we're going to see relatively steady traffic throughout the summer uh so it's you're not gonna you don't have any time where it's just completely dead um but you, you do get a little bit of a break in january and february you can kind of recoup and get your maintenance done and projects that you want to get done for the upcoming season yeah just like anywhere. And you know, there is an elephant in the room that nobody's mentioned yet about the hill country that I thought would have been mentioned that there is a place that Austinites will drive. I think it's over an hour for some good barbecue in the hill country. And that is, there's probably more, this is back in my time of living there, but the salt lick, <laughs> Where is that? Where's the Salt Lake? People need to know this. So Salt Lake, I think it's actually located in Tripping Springs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was going to say Driftwood, but I don't, I mean, it's been. Oh, you're right. You know what? It is Driftwood, <laughs> which they're right there next to each other. But yeah, it's in Driftwood. There's another one. Um, well, Reagan was mouthing something. You're right. It's Driftwood. Um, okay. I mean, there's, I mean, Texas barbecue, that's kind of like where it's at in the hill yeah. country, kind of like born that area. Luling, I don't know. Luling has great barbecue. Yeah, Luling, I don't know if that's technically considered the whole country, but um, I think Black's Barbecue is probably one of the most, um, like every time there's like a Food Network um, article about best barbecue in Texas, aside from Franklin and Austin, um, you're probably looking at Black's and um, what's the Kreutz's, is that, am I saying that right? Kreutz, uh, or Kreutz, it's Kreutz, Kreutz, and then City Market Barbecue in yeah. Luling is Luling. also phenomenal. Kreutz doesn't do sauce, and I'm a 
sauce girl. So oh, yeah, kind of have a deal killer yeah. for me. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. In terms of, so we talked about property types, what works, is there any type of property that you would say kind of across the board is not going to work? Like, you know, there are some markets where a condo is never going to work. The condos exist, but it's just not going to work. Uh, some markets like, or, or can you, is there a type of property also that works best from, so let's go the full spectrum. So I would say there, I can't think of anything that doesn't work. Uh, what people are looking for in this market really are, you know, nice, well-decorated, Instagram-worthy, you know, things they can take pictures of and really enjoy staying at. Um, so, I mean, in some communities like Fredericksburg and around New Braunfels, the little cottages, you know, the charming historic cottages do really, really well because uh, that's just very appealing to people. Um, but you can also have a ranch house that does extremely well if it's decorated right um, and it has the right finishing touches on it. So there's not really anything that doesn't work. Um, there's just some that, you know, kind of work better than others. And yeah. that's what I like about this market is you can do different things. It doesn't have to be this one thing works and this is what you yeah. have to do. Uh, what do you think, Stephen? Well, I, I think it all depends really on what part of the hill country you're focused on. Um, on Canyon Lake, I think you can go with a larger house uh, because you're going to have a lot more families are going to be out there. If you're uh, the, you know, in Fredericksburg and then along you know, 290 going out um, through Johnson City, you're going to have more couples. So you'd want to focus more on smaller properties where couples can stay. Um, there's some wedding venues out there that could potentially um, get you some larger groups. But I mean, it just really depends on where you are. You want to make sure that you're, you're investing for the right demographic that's going to be visiting your area because it can, it can vary dramatically depending upon what part of the hill country you're in. Yeah. And that's a good call out. And, and Fredericksburg um, and places like Wimberley, they're huge for girls trips. So you get, you know, um, a group of five or six girls who, you know, just want to go and tour the wineries, go shopping, go to all the boutiques uh, and they'll split the cost of a, a property. So the larger properties um, can do well as well. And they actually stay pretty occupied because of those um, that demographic of girls trips that like to go out there. Sorry, I was stuck on mute. Um, so what about location? How far West is too far West? How far North, how far South? Uh, what's kind of our triangle our bi triangle in this market? Yeah. So I would say all the way to, um, like the Texas Hill country, all the way to Kerrville, um, it, a little, you can go a little further out than Kerrville. There's some nice areas out there as well. Uh, but to Steve's point, it's, there's, they're kind of more emerging markets that they don't have a ton of short-term rentals there now. Uh, and so the support systems are not as built out as in some of the more popular markets. Uh, but so I would say all the way to Kerrville, um, you know, if you're looking at a map and then all the way up to probably about Burnett, Texas, up uh, a little bit uh, northwest of Austin would be where I would be looking for the Texas Hill Country, and then all the way down to Austin and San Antonio. So everything kind of in that, not quite a triangle, but <laughs> whatever shape that is. So some sort of shape. Yeah. Um. Okay. So does anybody else have anything that maybe we haven't talked about that you feel like we should hit on? Oh, you know what? I have something. Um, so is this a market where it matters how much acreage is with the property? So 
in other markets that I own in, it doesn't matter because they're just coming like to the beach or the mountains. But I know Texas is a very like, oh, I'm going to go stay on a ranch vibe. Does that matter? And does it differ uh, in different areas how much space there is in terms of acreage? I don't necessarily think it matters. The I think there's a bonus if you have um, extra land because there's a room to expand. Um, and, and typically, depending on the community, but typically if you have land, um, the options to expand are there. So um, it's kind of like bonus equity, in my opinion, when you can have some land, you don't have to have it. It does, I don't think it impacts your rentability at all, um, but it's a bonus. Do you think it does in terms of just privacy? Um, not necessarily. Like there's a property um, here in, or actually in Fredericksburg that does really, really well. And it's just for, little like one bedroom, they're like tiny homes and they're all right there together, but they're killing it. They're like at 90%, um, you know, they're hitting the 90% mark and it, because it's a very unique, beautiful experience. Um, but there's really not, they're not that separated. You know, you can see your neighbors from where they are. So it doesn't really um, impact the stay if if you've got a nice place. Gotcha. So it depends. Uh, yeah. And I guess one more thing to add to that. So does it matter if it's like out in the actual like country of the hill country or inside of an actual like community, like a neighborhood that obviously whether it allows short term rentals. Um, but does that, I would imagine in a place like Canyon Lake, it's fine to be in a neighborhood because there's only so much like front property, but maybe uh, in some of the other areas, you'd want the the privacy factor of not being in an actual community, even if it's like a few tiny homes together. I don't know, maybe Steven, you can speak to that a little bit because you've got your own communities. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny is there's, if you look across the hill country, I would say that the majority of short-term rentals are not in traditional communities. They're just kind of spread out on, on unincorporated land. Um, in Canyon Lake, yeah, you're right. You're going to have, you know, little pockets of unincorporated communities, you know, but, um, I don't think it's that important and I don't think it's a detraction either. Um, I mean, I think if you found a great little house in the, in Johnson city, for example, and then it was in the town, uh, as long as it is a good property and you market it well, and you take great care of your, your people, as long as you're going to be relatively close enough to the amenities. Um, I think that's one of the things that I've seen is you got to be at least within driving distance, you know, 15, 20 minutes of restaurants and shops and things like that. So you don't want to be so remote that you can't access that. Um, so I, I don't know that it really matters. Ours are really close together. I mean, uh, we have ours, like we have pods of five and they're just a few feet apart. So I haven't had anybody, I've only had one person say anything about the privacy uh, that they've experienced. So I don't think it's really that big of a deal. I think Texans are fairly friendly, so they probably make friends with their neighbor um, while they're on vacation. Um, but as a potential future investor, are there any amenities that are kind of like must-haves in the Hill Country? Like, you know, in the Smokies, we got to have a hot tub. Are there things like that that y'all see um, in the Hill Country? People love their hot tubs in Texas as well, which I don't Even get. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gross. Yeah, we don't have hot tubs uh, <laughs> and plan not to. Uh, but uh, actually, we do on Canyon Lake. We do have uh, the hot tubs. Again, you want to you want to give the amenities that are going to fit with where you're at. Um, I think fire pits uh, are important. I think you got to have some kind of outdoor gathering area. 
So for us, for example, we have multiple containers. So we have to have an area where if there's multiple groups of people together, they're not going to be in one container hanging out. There's just not enough room. So you got to have common areas where they have things to do. Seating, uh, we have cornhole, we have, you know, some, some other things, just swings, just to make sure that they have room to be able to get outside. Because that's one of the draws of being in the hill country. Um, it's, you know, you got a little bit lower humidity, you got a little few, the temperatures are a few degrees cooler uh, than in San Antonio or in Austin. And so there's, you want to encourage them to be outside and spend time together. So you got to have some kind of common area, some type of outdoor space. That's, that's vital to the success, I believe. No matter what you do, whether you have one location or you have one unit or multiple units, you got to have something outside. Yeah, I would agree. A nice usable outdoor space is, is definitely needed in this market. One of the unique things um, about some of our communities too, like Fredericksburg, for example, uh, and Johnson City, you can find this as well. A lot of times when you buy a property, it comes with uh, a guest house or an accessory dwelling unit. So a lot of times when you see the price of a property, you know, just off the bat, if you don't read the description, you may not know that there's uh, actually an additional unit, sometimes two units, um, that come with that property. So that's a unique factor is that sometimes you can get multiple properties, um, you know, when you purchase and get additional revenue. Makes sense. Um, okay. So pools, do we see many outdoor pool? I mean, obviously we don't see indoor pools either. Do we see many pools around here? Are we, are we swimming hole only, uh, or do we have cement ponds as well? There are, they're not super common. Um, it, it, I always tell people, you know, if you find a property with a pool, it's a bonus. You don't have to have a pool, um, but, you know, it, having a pool definitely is an attraction, um, but it, they're not super common in this market. Yeah, I uh, I have a friend that owns some cabins outside of Austin and uh, he for quite some time had a swim spa and then just recently added a pool. And he says that it is it is one of the main reasons why people will book his cabins. So definitely a plus. Awesome. I keep I've seen a few stock tank pools. I don't even want to call them a pool necessarily, but is that a thing? Like, is that a thing that people want and like or because I would expect that that water would just get really really warm, really fast, like warmer than you want it to be. Do you see a lot of that? Not a lot. There are, it, it does exist. It's kind of a novelty thing, but yeah, I don't know how they keep them cool. Um, but you know, it, it does attract people because it looks great in pictures and it, it's definitely a novelty thing. Yeah. All right. Well, anybody have anything else that they want to, a point they want to make about the hill country that maybe we didn't make that I didn't ask about, uh, anything extra that you just love about the hill country? I want to hear it. So does everyone else. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of the really <laughs> cool things about it. I, I think probably the one thing that I love and, and that our partners love is it's that Texas hospitality. Um, no matter where you go, um, everybody is friendly. They're, they're willing to help you out. And I think that if you're going to go spend a weekend hanging out or, you know, a week, you want to spend time where people are friendly. And I think that's the big draw when you come and you're going in Fredericksburg and you're walking in and out of the shops and you're, you're seeing people on the street, you just enjoy being there because they make you feel welcome. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest draws to the Texas Hill country for me. Uh, and you know, when you live in Texas, you know, I didn't go to university of Texas at Austin. I went to another small school, uh, Texas A&M university. Um, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> you know, we, uh, you know, I lived in Houston for a long time and, and the, it, it's the te- state of Texas is so much more than the cities. And I think you have so much population in the cities that being able to get outside of those cities and see the, the beautiful um, spaces, outdoor spaces that Texas has to offer. Um, I think people don't realize until they get out there and they start driving. Oh, wow. This is, this is all, this is beautiful. You know, it's not, I'm not just stuck in the city and I can actually get out and breathe. And the, the, the thing that is, will just take your breath away is when you're out there in the middle of your, it's completely dark and you're looking up at the skies and you can see so many more stars than you ever imagined could be in the sky because of how dark and quiet it is. And it's just, it's awe-inspiring. And I would say that the festivals, like we have, we can throw a festival like nobody's business and every community has their own festivals, um, you know, of different things they do, whether it's Worst Fest in New Braunfels, the Lavender Festival in Blanco, like there are hundreds and hundreds of festivals throughout the years uh, that attract a lot of people and, and they're just a lot of fun to go to. I like to, you know, to reiterate, you know, what Steven said, it's, you know, the Texas hospitality is something I meant. I mean, Tennessee is probably one of the closest things I could say that is comparable to the way Texans treat you, but it's just nothing, you know, nothing to, I mean, it's, you still miss it. I miss being in Texas. I miss getting to vacation in Texas when I'm not there. And just the people truly are, um, you know, I, I can just imagine that it's easy to even like communicating with your cleaners and your contractors and stuff like that, just because of good old fashioned, you know, hospitable Texans, I'm sure it's a little bit easier than you would, you would see in other markets. I do love Texas. And if I should give you guys Luke's email to, to email bomb him with, Hey, let Avery buy something in the hill country. Um, but I don't think that will work in my favor. So I'll get, I'll have to get him on board some other way. Eventually I'll get it done though. But, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you for your time guys. If you want to get started learning more about the hill country, maybe you want to talk to Stacy, email us at agents at the short We also have open office hours every Thursday on zoom. You can sign up for those at strquestions.com. Thanks guys. <laughs>